this scripture verse and the address were part of the YouTube streamed worship video by St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on July 31st, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. So our sermon space is in a different um, slot today, if you will, and my address this morning is going to pick up on something of the story of the, um, the welcoming father, the, the lost uh, child, the prodigal son we sometimes know the story as. And I'm sim simply going to share one verse from that story in Luke chapter 15, uh, at the point where the um, son, um, has this wonderful view of who the father is for him. And we hear this, the son then set off and went to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. So that's our sermon text today. Now, I know I'm a bit of a stickler for time. I highly value being on time, I have to say, and I can be rather obsessive and anal about it. It's, it's really not a good thing. For example, I've been known to get, in the old days when we had clocks on the wall, I've been known to change the clock by about five minutes or so regularly to maybe, maybe it's to help me to be on time, but there could be other people that I'm looking to help in my family to be on time. It's a terrible, I have to admit it, it's, yeah. One of, my, um, one of my nightmares with my obsession of being on time is that I'm late for church. I'm late for worship. And I know it's, um, it's not a good, what's going on with this pastor, this obsessive compulsive pastor up the front, I have to wonder. When it comes to our worship, when it comes to Lutheran worship, it's always formed, just as we were singing there, I think, God's uh, mercy calling us. It's always, we are always informed, we always sit, first and foremost, beginning, middle and end, in the place of grace and love and forgiveness. Not rules and obsessions, I have to say. But it's precisely because our worship is so full of our God bursting at the seams, if you will, with blessings of grace and forgiveness, that I'm encouraging all of us not to miss out. And it's not so much about being on time, but not missing out on all that God has for us, even from the get-go of our worship services. Today it's helpful to be on time if you wanted to hear the sermon, for example, I suppose, isn't it? Although you can ch catch us on Channel 44, I can advertise, I suppose, can't I? Today is the first of our, it's going to be a six-part series, by the way, on worship, which we're um, calling um, Sitting at the Feet of Jesus in Our Worship Together. Sitting at Jesus' feet, as we heard a couple of Sundays ago, um, as Mary sat at Jesus' feet in the Gospel reading in Luke 10. It's, it's, I've been reflecting on this a fair bit, wondering about what Jesus actually said to Mary, because Luke doesn't record Jesus' actual words. Luke simply records that Mary listened. Mary was, was part of everything that Jesus was saying. And I'm pretty certain that we can say that Jesus, we know that Jesus was speaking with words of grace and love 
the fullness of life. And that is indeed what I love about Lutherans and Lutheran worship, I have to say. The shape and flow of our worship is founded and undergirded by God's word for us. And the wonderful understanding that we have that God is is at work for us and that we are indeed saved by grace. God is the one doing all of these wonderful things with you and me in mind. And we can then respond, and we do this in our worship, with our prayers, with our praise and our thanksgiving. And ultimately, as we go out into this wide world of many people and live as Jesus' disciples. So from the outset, I'd like to remind us that God is the one who is doing a lot of the doing for us now as we come together in worship. And so this morning, we're going to start our series by looking at that little segment of our worship from the invocation. And Marlene, as as she shares time with the children a little bit later on and with all of us, will talk us into that space a little more as well. But now let's prepare our hearts for what God has for us. Let's pray, shall we? Loving Lord Jesus, as we come into your presence, prepare us and prepare our hearts. Um, Help us then um, come, Lord Jesus, and uh, bless us with ears to hear that we may receive your grace for us today. In your name, amen. It's okay to, to come to worship and rest. God rests. On the seventh day, we know God rested. And God's plan for you and for me, I think, in part at least, is a holy rest, a place of refreshment and blessing. Come and be with me. Come and sit with me, Jesus invites us. Our worship is that place for us, both individually, maybe in our family setting, and certainly as a whole community, where God calls us out of our daily hustle and bustle to be with him, to sit at Jesus' feet. On um, This little booklet, as I mentioned at the start of worship, on its last page is this little diagram. And some of us might be familiar with this diagram from over the journey. Um, This um, book, Why We Do What We Do in in Our Lutheran Worship, refers to the flow of our worship services. And if you're familiar with Lutheran teaching about how people are saved, that we're saved as the work of God for us on the cross, It's a sheer gift that we receive and not only receive it once, but God keeps on pouring out blessings for us. And so the flow of our worship picks up on the the essence of God at work amongst us. We are called to come away and to sit with Jesus. That's what we've heard as Mary sat with Jesus. In our worship then, the main thing is that as we sit at Jesus' feet, Jesus does Jesus speaks, Jesus acts. It's here that we dwell in the word with our Lord. And I thank God that Martin Luther, a long, long time ago, as he um, sat and dwelt in the word, came to the place of understanding that it's God's wonderful, wonderful gift that he wants to give to all people. An act of sheer grace received in faith. For by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not your own doing. It's the gift. It's the gift of God. 
hands to receive, not the result of our work so that no one may boast. We are saved by grace through faith in Christ. And God calls us away from the hustle and bustle, the hassle and schmassle of everyday life to sit at Jesus' feet. So enjoy that space today. Because our worship service is designed to be this. We sit with Jesus and receive all that he has for us today, what we need. And in our flow of worship, those two points those where the cross is are those particular high points, if you want to call them that, where we have the word, where Jesus speaks, we sit with him, and then this wonderful place of a meal where we come and he invites us to share his very, very best with us. What a joy it is to worship, I think. Okay, so why do we start our worship the way that we do? And Marlene, as I say, will speak about this in a moment. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and we make the sign of the cross, well, the pastor does. And it was a joy for me to see many of you making the, the, the sign of that cross as well. We know these words, of course, were words that were said over us when we were baptised, if we've been baptised indeed. We enter into God's presence today then with God's sure baptismal blessing anew afresh for us. God comes to bless, to make us that new creation again. Come on in, he says. All are welcome here. Father welcomes all his children to his family through his son. Don't we perhaps know those words pretty well, many of us? We begin worship then with God blessing us, God blessing you. God not only giving us his name to call on in prayer, and he certainly does that, or in song, and he certainly gives us his name for this. God not only reminding us of our baptisms, but God blessing you and me, us anew, with his grace and the gifts of baptism. We begin our worship then with God's um, amazing grace. And that's why we also, and Marlene, um, I'll leave this to you, um, for the kids' time, that's why we make the sign of the cross. I simply do it this way for what it's worth, that um, God, the Father, sent Jesus down here to earth to be with his people, and the Holy Spirit, she brings Jesus to live in my heart with saving faith. It's one of the reasons I love the holding crosses too that um, Dean Hewlett Hewitt makes for us a reminder that um, we are Jesus and he is ours and when the time might come that we hold on to the cross to know that we also know that the time might come in our lives when, when we can no longer hold on to him our baptism tells us that he will always hold on to us so dear friends that's why I'm encouraging us all not to miss out on what God has for us. It's so wonderfully rich what God does for us as we begin our worship time. Worship begins with the same God of grace reaching out to you, reaching out to me with the blessings of life. As we know perhaps the story of that lost child and the father who runs um, to him in Luke 15, our worship service then is is like as you walk in the door, that the Holy Spirit is 
calling you to this same father who loves you. And the father comes running down the aisle and much faster and much better than I'm doing. And, and to bring his best welcome to everyone. And I can welcome these people because they live at my house. Um, <laughs> and says, come, come you whom I love. And he brings us to this beautiful place of saying, here is my finest feast. It's for you. And it's a foretaste of what's going to be yours in heaven forever. And that's why it's such a good thing then as we know this welcome of God that we might also extend that welcome to people who come perhaps here for the first time. That we all then, with um, this grace in our hearts, can indeed welcome one another. And as we come then in worship, and we're about to do this now, we come before God then to confess our sins, just like the son uh, did as he came to the father. And sometimes we might ask, why do we need to do this all the time? I mean, I'm not a bad person. I don't do bad stuff per se, do I? Why does Lutheran worship focus then on this um, saying that we're sinners and stuff? Well, it's a fair question, I think. And God doesn't welcome you first just to ambush you and say, aha, but now I'll catch you out. But hand on heart, I reckon, each one of us recognises this sin that still clings to us. We all set out to be the best disciples of Jesus. But I know as I reflect on my life that I sin. I, I simply know it. And, and as I get to this time in my life, I know that I'm becoming a grumpy old so-and-so. And I often show it to those people that I love. So personally, I find absolute refuge and sanctuary coming here to be in God's grace-filled presence when I know that I've sinned. Like Paul in Romans 7 who says, I don't understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Paul knows my heart and my story, I reckon. And I reckon there are times where we might truly despair just as he did in Romans 7. But he goes on to say, who then will rescue me from this body of death in, in a place of great despair? And his answer, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So if and when those times come in your life and mine, who will? Who does rescue you? Who already has rescued you and me? And we're met again by the God of grace who welcomes us, who does not condemn us, but welcomes us as his dear children. So, dear fellow disciples, dearly beloved by God, let us draw near to God and come to him in confidence that his love will carry us all the days of our life. Don't miss it. Don't miss God's grace and blessing. <laughs>